2020, three years after my mother has been telling me this, I decided, I was like, okay, I'm actually going to start going out for podcast interviews. And this was in 2020. And I got to tell you, writing out the pitch and for the first time sending a pitch out to a stranger to propose the idea that I might have something interesting to say, I thought I was going to throw up. Like literally, I've never felt so sick. Your brain is telling you they're going to roll their eyes at you. Who are you in my inbox? Get out of here with your pitch. Like my brain just traumatized me over that. And I didn't hit send for a couple, uh, like quite a while, but to date, I've sent out over 250 pitches. I'm gonna tell you, I got a lot of no's, but it has built my resiliency. Ooh, there's the tie. It has built my capacity to hear no and to be okay with that in the pursuit of really sharing something with people that will help. The Fearless and Successful Podcast is hosted by your Hype Girl D and it's designed for change makers just like you. As an activator of human potential and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast to show you that you can be, do, and have anything you desire. I love all things money, mindset, and manifestation. I am so excited to share my personal hacks to help you activate your infinite potential. And I also will be sharing fearless stories from leaders around the world who design life and business on their own terms. Remember, if we can do it, so can you. Fearless soul, if you're ready to dream big and make impact, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fearless people. What is up? We are so excited to have you back. And we're thankful that you're listening while you're not sleeping because we have a really, really, really cool topic today. We're going to talk about something that really excites me. It's about sleep and it's about your optimization of your performance and how to be the best entrepreneur ever. And uh, Tanessa Shares is going to join me all the way from Vancouver, Canada. Welcome. Hi, I'm <laughs> so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. So exciting. And we're going to go straight into it after I share some fun stories, fun facts about you. And you're going to tell us how did you start it as a coach? Okay. Let's roll. So Tanessa is kinesiologist, <laughs> a certified sleep science coach and health consultant who helps entrepreneurs optimize their health, focus and focus and productivity through variable technology, science-based strategies, and biohacking. She works closely with business owners to implement effective sleep, nutrition, movement, and stress resilience strategies to eliminate brain fog and improve their overall well-being. Who does not want that? Seriously. <laughs> um, so I'm super, super curious. Um, how did you start it? What what really drive you into this, um, to exploring this topic and... Um, yeah, what is the most exciting about your work? Yeah, well, you know what? I got into this whole field by complete accident in 2008. And it was because I did not want to teach another swimming lesson. And so I was like, please, can I get out of the water? And they said to me, my supervisors, if you want to teach the seniors aqua fitness class, 
you can teach less swimming. And I found it so fascinating, the, just learning how to be a fitness instructor that I literally walked into my university, um, the admissions office. I said, I don't want to be a news anchor anymore. I want to be a kinesiologist. Like I want to learn about the body and the movement. And so naturally I opened my own business in 2014, scaled a personal training business to six figures very quickly, realized all of my clients are entrepreneurs. What is going on? And they said to me, you know what, Tanessa? Being fit is about more than just fitting in my clothes. I sleep better. I feel better. My emotions are, are easier to manage. Like I like me better. What is this? And so I then decided to jump online in 2017. And I've been working with entrepreneurs ever since to help them really optimize the way their brain works and their energy so that they can show up in their business feeling more productive and energized. That's me. <laughs> so, so important. And I just admire your work because I think uh, we sometimes don't even realize how, for me, the 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 biggest like mind-blowing fact was that we can't multitask. And when I discovered that that's actually like the research behind it, I was like, oh, holy crap. I actually get more productive. My brain is not so overwhelmed when I have just one tab open. <laughs> and it was just such a, and then I started to really like do more researches like around brain meltdown <laughs> like why do we actually have this brain fog and it's really really interesting that um we get super creative when when our mind is free and it's in flow and um yeah i want to go into this so what would you say like is the one thing that people say that is like um preventing them to really be uh, the best to be uh, high performing what is one thing that they really say oh this is st stopping us from being on the top I honestly think it's brain fog you know that feeling when you're just staring at your screen and you can't quite come up with anything creative your thinking feels cloudy or for me um, if you're ever on a coaching call and you find that you're not quick enough to ask the questions, like your brain is not problem solving the way you want it to. And you're not feeling that like in sync connection because your brain is just like, Ugh, I can't, it's not working the way you want it to. And I find that most of our brains are operating at like 50 to 60% of peak capacity when we have the capacity to operate up around 90%. And that is when we are clear, sharp, and focused. And I think what most people miss is that a clear, sharp brain that works quickly gets more done in the same amount of time than someone who shows up to their business tired and foggy all the time. So the biggest thing is we don't really realize how much time we're losing by sacrificing our health and our sleep. Nice. Love this. So tell us, let's go in. Um, tell us, what do we do to actually sharpen our and sharpen our brain and to be more clear and be more like um, on the on the game? <laughs> yeah, it comes down to looking at sleep. And there's a couple of things you can look at. You can talk about the timing, the quality or the duration of your sleep. Now, sleep is one of those things that's not very sexy to a lot of people. I know we were talking about it before we jumped on today. I was one of those people that used to see people talk about their sleep and skip it and say, my sleep is good. No problem. And I really used to feel that. And it wasn't until I started tracking my sleep and only because I was pregnant and wanted to see how many steps I took. But I didn't realize that so much goes on while we sleep that creates the brain that shows up to our business. Specifically, there is a component of our sleep. We've all heard of it before. It's called REM sleep, rapid eye movement or dream sleep. I call that entrepreneurial gold. When we have enough dream sleep, we read facial expressions and body gestures better. If you are a coach consultant or working with a team, if you can be in sync 
That's awesome. It helps you solve bigger problems. Is that not the name of entrepreneurship? The bigger problem you solve, the bigger your business is going to have an impact. What about coming up with creative solutions? And then most importantly, having enough dream sleep basically allows you to manage your emotions and your stress. So if you have a troll on Instagram, a client who's got some feedback that's not that great, maybe uh, someone you're working with, the work that they gave you wasn't up to par. I want to be able to show up in integrity with my business. And if I don't get enough REM sleep, I'm going to be irritated. I'm going to be snappy. So I look at all of this and I say, my REM sleep is going to be a reflection of me as a business owner. So I need to make sure that I'm protecting not only that, but the deep sleep, which is the other major component about sleep. My REM sleep is a reflection of success in my business. Is that what you're saying? A hundred percent. I can it. usually look at someone's sleep readouts and I can say to them, I'm like, Ooh, you really felt tired when you woke up this morning mm. or like, Oh, did you find you're a little bit angry or stressed out or snappy this week? Or did you feel frustrated more easily? And it's fascinating because the components of sleep directly reflect on different components of recovery, either mental or physical deep sleep mm. is about physical recovery. REM sleep and dreaming is mental recovery. Love that. Th love that distinction. This is really, really good. Um, so tell me, it's not just about duration of the sleep, right? So can we go there and then we can go like, how can we really um, prolong the REM sleep? What can we do to actually um, be more in that REM entrepreneurial um, state uh, yeah. of sleep? So it's not just about the, the length of, of how, we, how much we sleep, right? Correct. Because some people can get a really high quality sleep in a shorter duration of time than other people, right? So yes, sleep duration does matter. But I also have had clients that sleep eight and a half hours per night that really don't have that great of quality of sleep. So what we're looking at is on average of the time we spend asleep every night, we want to be spending 20 to 25% of our night dreaming in REM sleep and 15 to 20 in deep sleep. Now, of course, those are just generic ranges and they do fluctuate a little bit. But you can do specific things to help improve these various components. So you asked about dream sleep. How can we improve that? Well, one of the biggest things that actually impacts our ability for our brain to generate dream sleep is light exposure before bed. Now, light, we don't even notice light. It's all around us or it's not and we're in the dark, but it gives our brain information about what hormones to produce, about how your circadian rhythm, that's your body clock, how it should function. So Think about this. When our brain sees bright white light, it thinks it's the middle of the day. We should be wide awake. Let's, you know, we don't want melatonin now because that's a sleepy hormone. So what we do by accident is we stare into our devices and screens all the way up until bedtime, which is cueing our brain. We don't need to produce any melatonin. You can keep staying awake. So what happens is when we finally fall asleep, our brain takes so much longer to get into quality sleep that we start losing out on that. So there have been research studies that have shown that like they had a group that read paperback books and a group that read on their kind their uh, iPhones before bed. And on average, it was like a three hour melatonin delay just by reading on a screen versus a paperback book. So we really want to think, how are you using the light around you to tell your brain what time it is? And our brain thinks it's daytime when the light is high above our heads when it is white and blue, and when it is bright. So if we want to really have amazing sleep, we want to think, what does sunset look like? Low in the sky, 
orange and red and nice and dim. And I like to think, how can I use my lights in my environment in the hour or two before bed to simulate sunset? I love that. And my girls, I actually don't have a red light in, in my bedroom, but my girls have it. Well, they have different lights, but the red one is usually before two hours before they go to bed. Um, and it's it's so interesting that the kids actually used red in intuitively. Um, it's not pink or, or purple, but actually red that they picked up and they really feel that it's good to have the red one before they go to bed. Um, so that's, I love that. I love that. It makes so much sense. Um, and you mentioned circadian rhythm. Can, can we go there to people who don't know what that is? It's like one of the single most important things you can learn about your health. Your circadian rhythm is basically a clock that you have that follows a 24 hour rhythm. Now your body, it's brilliant. Every single cell in the body functions on this clock. Think about this. Your heart rate is higher in the afternoon than any other time of day and lower around four in the morning. It naturally goes high and goes low. Your temperature does things like that. Your cortisol, your melatonin, your breathing rate, like your entire body performs differently at different times on the clock. So we want to lean into how our bodies naturally ebb and flow with our heart rate and our energy. But what we do instead is we try to directly oppose our biology. And that's when you start getting that feeling of jet lag. Now think about what jet lag feels like. You kind of feel a little off. You feel foggy. You don't quite feel as quick as you normally do. This feeling of jet lag we can create with our lives. And it's called social jet lag, meaning our social activities like going out for late dinners, TV watching, working late. When these social events affect our body's natural clock, we experience jet lag from our social schedule. Now, this is not meant for us to be robots and never go out and go to sleep at the same time all the time. But we want to think like the majority of the time, am I respecting this clock and working with it instead of trying to work against it all the time? Yeah, I love that. And and there's a question. I always hear like, and there's like a lot of um, discussion about it. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Like, how, what is your um, perspective on that? Can people yeah, actually this, be productive at night? <laughs> oh, this is actually, there's a whole field of research around this called chrono biology. So what you're talking about is called your chronotype. It's your genetic propensity to be either a morning person or an evening person. So we have a gene, it's called your PER3 gene. And the length of it determines whether your brain is more optimized in the morning or in the evening. Mm. So funny thing is when you look at research, only 10 to 15% of the population truly thrives with a 5 a.m. wake up. Wow. And I found, right? I know. And then how often are we sold that the 5 a.m. club is the marker of success? <laughs> and equally as interesting, only 15 to 20% of the population are the late night owls. The vast majority, 60 to 70%, are usually following some kind of 11 to 7 rhythm. But I've had clients before that are like, no, you don't get it. I go to bed at one and wake up at 10. That's my rhythm. And I always ask them, do you think it could be at all the habits, like the screen viewing that are telling your brain not to get tired yet? So we've removed all of the information you're giving your body to stay awake. 
would you fall asleep at a different time? And if you're really, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, that's interesting. There was a book called The Power of When by Dr. Michael Bruce. And he put a quiz out. It's a free quiz you can take. It's at thepowerofwhenquiz.com. And you take it and you answer a bunch of questions. And what it'll do is it'll give you an animal that is related to your chronotype. So an example, mine is a lion. I actually am one of those people that thrive on a 5 a.m. wake up, but I'm also asleep by 8.45 every night. (laughs) So you can find that. And I find that as soon as I started following my chronotype, instead of doing what my social schedule wanted me to do, I felt like I unlocked a new level of clarity. And this is also keep in mind, I have a seven month old and a two year old right now. We are in the midst of all of the joy and sleep disruptions that come with this. And I still feel better than I did before I had kids following a different schedule. So interesting. Me too. Yeah. Um, and I am 5am or two. So it's going to be interesting to actually do the quiz. So you guys, this is an action step. Uh, we're going to put the, the quiz link in the show notes. So I want you to do the quiz and tag me and Tanessa. Did I said your name right? Yes, yeah. you sure did. You're good. <laughs> Tag us on uh, IG stories and tell us what is your animal. We really want to know, and this is super cool. So let's have fun. Um, So, so you would say like, so one of the really secrets to be a high performing entrepreneur is sleep. So we we touched on that. What are two other secrets? Oh, another secret is we have to monitor our. It's going to be a fancy word, but I'll explain it. Glycemic variability. So you know how when we eat food, particularly carbohydrates and carbohydrates are in vegetables, fruit, rice, cookies, it enters our body and then it passes into our bloodstream and turns into blood sugar. Now in an ideal world, our blood sugar would be pretty stable, meaning we're eating foods that are releasing sugar nice and slow. But the problem is, is the way a lot of our our modern diets are, they are very flour heavy. They are very sugar heavy, processed food heavy. These foods cause massive increases in our blood sugar and massive drops. So hence the variability part of glycemic variability. Now, the problem with this is, is when you have a rapidly increasing and decreasing blood sugar all the time, it leads to two problems. You're on a roller coaster of energy. So you find like you're feeling really good and then you're feeling really foggy. Like think about this big pasta dinner naps afterwards, right? Think about a bowl of noodles for lunch. And then all of a sudden your brain just goes foggy. So we lose that energy and have those afternoon energy crashes, which basically means any type of like clear thought and productivity decreases after that. And the other thing we have to think about too, is like, not only are we getting those energy fluctuations, but it's brain fog caused by inflammation from the processed foods we're eating. So what's a simple thing we can do about this? Here's the quick test you can do when you are At your next meal, I want you to look down at your plate and want you to ask yourself, did the foods on my plate either come from the ground, they were a plant at some point, or did they have a mother? That is the litmus test of if it is a whole food or not. I'm going to tell you, cheesies did not come from the ground or have a mother. Neither did donuts. And unfortunately, neither did pasta. Now, this is not to demonize those foods and say, don't eat them. But I think we really need to be aware that if I want to be clear and I want to be on my calls, feeling engaged and focused, and I want to write good copy and I want to be engaging in interviews, like I can't afford to be on the roller coaster. So it's really about looking at how much 
of the food that I'm eating is whole foods, right? Wow, you dropped so many good things here. This is this is this is gold mine. So so good. Oh my god, I love this. Um, next one. We had three. Yeah, the next one is stress <laughs> resiliency. Ah, love this, love this. Wow, yeah. I think we should do like a three podcast for each. <laughs> we really should. So, so the reason I talk about stress resiliency is because I feel like there's really mixed messages that we are given in the online space of social media. We are told stress is bad. Why are you so stressed out all the time? It's like you need to do something about that. Go take a bubble bath. But two small kids, there is not time for a bubble bath. So what am I supposed to do? Right? So instead, I want you to think of it like this. You remember when we were kids and they had those teeter totters at the park and they were like the planks on those like little fulcrums. Are you with me now? Can you imagine it? Now I want you to think about this. When we get into fight or flight, I want you to think of being the kid that is boom, hitting the ground on one end of the teeter totter. Uh, what we want to do is not be boom, hitting the ground on one end. That's being stuck in fight or flight. That is being stuck in stress. We want to be able to stand on the middle of that teeter totter and surf and being each end of it being a stress and relaxation, fight or flight, rest and digest. We want to be able to surf back and forth in between instead of being lodged in fight or flight and then having to go all the way other way to bubble baths and relaxation. So what I talk about is stress resiliency, meaning when I experience a stress, which is almost a given in any of our professions, how good am I at coming back to baseline? How quick can I come back to baseline? What is my capacity for stress? If you have a low capacity of stress, you get a negative Instagram comment and you're set off for the entire day. It's, are you able to experience a stress and come back down to baseline? And there's, we can talk about a couple examples, but I always think that when we're dealing with stress, it comes in three different ways. There is resiliency tactics, which means there are things you can do to build your capacity to handle stress. There are uh, recovery tactics. And these are the ones we think about like, you know, yoga and bubble baths. And they're really trying to bring ourselves back to center. And then there are real time tactics, meaning you are in the moment and having a stressful moment. Cause I'm going to tell you, unless there's a bubble bath sitting right next to you, it's not going to work. So I don't know if you want to talk about any of those. Real time sounds like really good, especially for moms listening here, you know, because they happen so quick. And we are like, as you said, like sometimes I think for me, the biggest thing was to just uh, be mindful of that. I'm not reacting to anything mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to control anything um, instead of like, oh, how can I calm down and respond in a way that's going to be really mindful to my kids? Because kids are going to trigger us. That's what they do. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go to. Yeah, I think that's real time tactics, right? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So what, what you were just talking about, I love, and that is a real-time strategy. However, if I am like really quickly, like set off, it's very hard to bring my prefrontal cortex. That's the part of your brain that just does that thinking into the game because you're just all kinds of emotions at that moment. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's really hard to be like, okay, this feeling is only caused by a thought. What mm -hmm. am I thinking right now? Like that sometimes is hard. So what I'm going to give you is a tool to go from stress and then bring your brain back online so that you can use that tool. Nice. So here's a cool thing that you need to know in order for this to work. Did you know that when you breathe in, your heart rate speeds up? And when you exhale, your heart rate slows down. 
So what we are taught is something like box breathing, although while useful, is pretty much good for grounding and being aware of your surroundings. But if you constantly breathe in and breathe out at the same rate, your heart rate is going to stay the same. And if you are in fight or flight, your heart rate is elevated. So if we want to bring our heart rate down and step out of fight or flight, we need to be breathing out longer than we breathe in. So there is something very cool called a physiological sigh. Now, I've done this, but if you have kids, you've definitely seen this. You ever see when kids are at like the bottom of a meltdown and then they go, (laughs) that is the physiological sign. Now we are going to use that on purpose instead of as a way to calm down. So what you're going to hear me do, I'm going to breathe in through my nose as deep as I can. I'm going to breathe in a small sneak of air at the top through my nose. And then I'm going to have a nice long exhale. And it sounds like this. and I'm going to continue the exhale as long as I can. The goal there is by the sharp, small inhale, you increase your heart rate over a very small amount of time, but that long exhale allows it to lower. After two or three cycles, your heart rate will lower and the edge to that stress will have eased off. Here's a practical way I have implemented this. I am awake in the middle of the night. My brain has decided to review my to-do list and every email I need to send and thing I need to do. And I then need to pull myself out of that to get back to sleep. So I will do a couple rounds of a physiological sigh, bring my body back into neutral to allow me to get to a place where I can fall back to sleep. It is beautiful to use in the moment. Oh, love this. And and yeah, I think that it's so often, we often forget to actually breathe just breathe like mindfully yeah, just regular breathing <laughs> right and it's just like yeah um so that's spot on spot on more mindful breath work that's definitely helpful for anything like i think that really expands our capacity to to think and to yeah to be i think that's mm. the yeah it's so good thank you for that always 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 be mindful about your breathing especially if you're around kids i think uh, we have our oldest daughter she has adhd and and for her like just to remind her of breathing when she has an anxiety attack is just so so good um and we actually have um for for the longest time we had a, a little marker on her hand like just to rem- remember oh I need to breathe <laughs> and it's so, so good. It's really, really good. Um, It works wonders. So yeah, guys, breathe. Uh, okay, Um, let's go to our final wrap up session. And um, I think it's a call for fear to success story. Vanessa, can you share with us? When did you felt... Like you need to breathe and feel the fear and do it anyway. And um, when you look back, that was definitely the moment where you just uh, glad that you did it. Yeah. So for the longest time, when I, because keep in mind, I had a personal training business in person. Getting online was a whole new beast. And my mom, wise woman that she is, kept saying to me, Tessa, you need to go and get in front of more people. You need to go speak. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to build my Instagram account. And magically, people are just going to find me, even though you know how it is. We just pretend that just because we show up, people are going to find us. So 2020, three years after my mother has been telling me this, I decided, I was like, okay, I'm actually going to start going out for podcast interviews. And this was in 2020. 
And I got to tell you, writing out the pitch and for the first time sending a pitch out to a stranger to propose the idea that I might have something interesting to say, I thought I was going to throw up. Like literally, I've never felt so sick. Your brain is telling you they're going to roll their eyes at you. Who are you in my inbox? Get out of here with your pitch. Like my brain just traumatized me over that. And I didn't hit send for a couple, uh, like quite a while, but to date, I've sent out over 250 pitches. I'm going to tell you, I got a lot of no's, but it has built my resiliency. Ooh, there's the tie. It has built my capacity to hear no and to be okay with that in the pursuit of really sharing something with people that will help and really just having to change my mindset on that. And since that point, like I have seen exponential growth because when you have an impact and you get out there and help people, that comes back to you, right? The energy comes back to you. And I really feel like, had I not gotten over myself and my fear, might not be listening to me today. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Isn't that ugh, build my capacity to hear? No, that's so, so good. I love this. And boy, are you limitless. <laughs> um, I hope so. I just, right? I just, you know what? This is so funny because I feel that everything is so, it's synchronicity. My word for this year is limitless. And that's my program name, becoming <laughs> <Yeah>. limitless. <laughs> I love that's it. That's cool. <laughs> because in uh what was it, November, I'm I work out with uh Tor, uh Chris Camsworth. <laughs> and uh when they put out his um his uh series documentary on, yeah. on Disney. I watched that. So good. The limitless yes. is so good. And I said, like, wow. And I and and I got a uh, and for the longest time I wanted to have an infinity sign tattooed and I did it and it was like oh but that's like you know yeah this year's gonna be last year was expansion and I expanded everything like I, whatever I could expand um and this is now really tapping into limitless love limitless potential limitless possibilities and it's so freaking amazing that you get to share your limitlessness um right on the top of the season seven for our podcast and it's so so cool um and i want to know like everything about your podcast so you can share with our um listeners so where they can listen to your podcast which is the becoming limitless podcast right so tell us why would people want to listen to that? Yeah, because every episode is like a masterclass on feeling better in your body and having more energy. So like you said, it's called Becoming Limitless and it's designed for entrepreneurs who want to use biohacking, which is really just self-experimentation through sleep, through food, through movement to feel more longevity, focus and energy, like how we show up. So every episode takes a different biohack, like cold exposure, mm -hmm. like um, eating no sugar, no flour. And it goes through exactly how to implement it, experiences I've had and have clients have had. So it's like a textbook on how to like expand your capacity for energy in an episode every week. Love it. Love it. Love it. So guys, we're going to put this in the show notes. And also you have a very cool stuff for, for our listeners, which is actually a deep dive into what we were discussing about these three secrets. So tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, I have a free like three part mini course, and it looks at the three biohacking secrets to optimize your sleep and boost your energy. So it's full of like 
impactful things that you can start doing tonight. Some of what we've talked about, but some different. And it's all about really how to get your brain into the place so that you're showing up in your business the next day, ready to start the day, not dragging clear and focused so that you can get more done. And, you know, six hours and used to take you eight. It's about that becoming limitless. So that is at tanessashears.com forward slash biohacking. Love it, you guys. And we're going to put it into the show notes. So make sure to check that out. And last but not least, if they want to say hi and just check you what you're doing in the world, um, where can they follow you? Oh, definitely on Instagram. I'm there all the time. Like, send me a DM. <laughs> Even if you just want to like nerd out over your chronotype, like I'm all about it. Don't be shy, but I'm at Tanessa Shears, T-A-N-E-S-S-A-S-H-E-A-R. And I'm guessing you're a voice message kind of girl. You know what's weird? I'm not. You would think <laughs> I am, but I have the, this is actually one of the things I'm working on right now is not being so in my head when I'm speaking. I'm okay with clients and on podcast interviews, but don't get me in a voice note. I'm working on it. So if you come and say <laughs> hi, ask me to voice note you. It's the skill I'm working on this year. <laughs> okay. So here it is, fearless people. This is a unique opportunity to get her out of her comfort zone so she can become <laughs> even more limitless. So send her a voice note, you guys. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. Um, this was so, so good. I had so much fun uh, talking to you. Is there anything that I forgot to ask you? And you were like, D, I want to share this with fearless people. <laughs> the one thing I always love is I want you to question what's possible for you because I feel in our industry, we look around and everyone is burnt out or tired or exhausted or, you know, they don't feel their best or they have low energy. And it's, we look around and honestly, it's normal, mm -hmm. but I want you to ask yourself leaving this, is it, do you want it to be normal for you? Because it doesn't have to be. There are options out there. You just have to pursue that option to become limitless. Yeah. And I think that can only happen when you have a clear state of mind. Mm -hmm. um, so you can really, I think this is how I think. And this is so, so good. This is what I've been experiencing since 2020 when I was, I went really experimenting and playing with my intuition. And I realized that I can only tap into my intuition where, where my mind is not overwhelmed. My brain is not like, ah, you know, like this. and I really can tune into my intuition, what my gut is saying, what my, what my heart is saying. And, and these are best decisions I ever made that don't come out of fear, but really from love, from my heart. And I, I can only say that that happens when, when I'm not when I don't have brain fatigue or brain fog, or I'm not overwhelmed, I'm not stressed. And it's really that intuition that led me to some incredible, incredible things and, and opportunities. Oh, you know what that made me think of when you were saying that? You know how a half-filled glass makes a beautiful sound when you hit it? The music is only coming from the glasses that are not stuffed full mm. because the glasses that are all the way full don't make the same sound. Wow. It's kind of like you have room for that emotion to reverberate you, and yeah. the sound when it's not so, full so true. and foggy. So true. So true. Wow. Well, you guys, I'm getting chill bumps. So that means that <laughs> we are at the end of the show. Oh my goodness, Vanessa, really. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this beautiful, beautiful insight on, on how to optimize our energy, how to be, you know, 
better in performing and how to be greater and impacting people we serve. Um, I think that's so important to be in integrity and we can only do that when we take care of our holistic well-being and you gave us some super duper insights. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Yes, I speak soon. Ciao. My fearless soul. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking the time to listen to this episode. I appreciate you and I'm so excited to hear from you. If you haven't yet, please go to kite.link slash forward insider and leave a review extra points if you screenshot this episode and post it on your IG stories and tag me at Diana Lugoli and tell me what's your big takeaway. With that being said, I'm sending you a daily dose of D. I love you and I'm so, so grateful for you. Till infinity. Mwah.